Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. friends and welcome back to the neurodiverging podcast thanks for joining us today my name is danielle sullivan i'm your host and today i am here to talk to you about what it's like as an autistic person to have to process my environment all the time before I dig into this too much, I just want to say thank you to our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash neurodiverging for supporting this podcast and making it possible to do. If you'd like to join our community, throw a couple of bucks in the pot each month to help to support the podcast and the work we do, please check out patreon.com slash neurodiverging. We'd love to have you with us. Thank you to everyone for all of their support. So this podcast is inspired by a couple of things. The first thing being, I just got back from a trip, which went very well, but I was out of my house for a while. I was off of my routine. I was eating different things. I was sleeping at different times and processing different environmental data, which had a unique effect on me, let's say. And the second thing is that I was talking to a client this morning who is also actually on a trip in the moment. And we came to the realization through the session that they were also struggling with the manual processing that they are having to do of their environment um, because they're in a different space than they usually are. And so I wanted to take this time today to talk about this. Now, this is one of those episodes where if you're an autistic person or an ADHD or anybody else with sensory processing challenges or sensory regulation differences, this might just, I hope this will be validating for you. But Really what I wanted to do with this episode is hopefully potentially educate those of you who are not yourselves autistic, ADHD, or dealing with those differences, um, who are living with people who do. Because another thing I find when I'm doing the parent coaching especially is that a lot of parents are not tuned in to how different processing can be for neurodivergent people. And so that's kind of my goal with this episode today. So first, let me lay out some groundwork. I'm Danielle. Hello. If you're new, if this is somehow the first episode you are watching, I am a late identified autistic ADHD. I am in my 30s. Um, I work from home. I stay in my I homeschool. I stay in my house a lot. I've created lots of places in my home that support me, that are environmentally friendly. Um, I have a lot of sensory processing challenges, which means that certain textures, certain tastes, can be very difficult for me to handle. I can get visually overstimulated by certain kinds of light. I certainly also get overstimulated by audible noises, very often things that are going into my ears. I also have auditory processing disorder, which means that although my hearing is fine, my physical hearing apparatuses um, are fine, the information that is coming from the outside of the world into my brain takes longer for my brain to process and thus for me to understand what people are saying, what noises are, where noises are coming from, to locate noises in space in a physical location. So all these things are really challenging for me. 
the challenges I have are common and across a lot of different kinds of neurodivergent brains, right? This is not necessarily just an autistic set of disability, but a, a, a range of differences that can be found in lots of different kinds of people, but certainly very commonly in autistic people as well. So what this means is that for me and for many neurodivergent adults and children, we have to manually process information that we are getting from our, our environment. We have to hear the noise, say, oh, I hear the noise. What is that noise? Oh, it sounds like a door closing. That noise is the door closing. And that whole chain of thought is automatic in a neurotypical person. The neurotypical person hears the door closing, knows it's the door closing, and is able to discard it as irrelevant data automatically without any effort in their brain. The neurodivergent person in lots of cases has to manually process every little bit of environmental data that comes in. That can be things that are coming in from the five senses you learned about in school, your vision, your smell, your taste, your touch, and your ears, your hearing. It can also be um, data or, or sensory stuff that your body is giving you, right? Whether you're hungry, thirsty, have to pee, have to sleep, whether you're off balance or dizzy or faint. All these things are information that's given to your body. We don't often understand those things intuitively or naturally or automatically. We have to feel our stomach make a sound and go, my stomach is making a sound. What does that mean? Could mean I'm hungry. It could mean I have to pee. And then we have to problem solve. Okay, which thing should I try first? That takes a lot longer for us. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of processing. And it requires us to be very aware if we want to have success, right? And be regulated. It requires us to be very self-aware in a way that is, is very hard for any individual person, regardless of their neurotype. So today is Wednesday. 10 days ago, I left to go on a trip to visit some family on the East Coast. I'm in Colorado to visit some family on the East Coast, to visit a partner who's there, to see my sisters and some of my cousins at a family wedding. I took the plane from the Denver airport I landed in LaGuardia. I stayed in New York for four or five days with my partner in a quiet house with him and his cat. I was off my schedule. There was a switch from mountain time to Eastern Standard Time. And so it was a two hour time difference, which is not huge, but is a thing. My eating was disrupted. My eating schedule was disrupted. My sleeping schedule was disrupted. Thus, I had a lot of trouble knowing when I should be eating and when I should be sleeping. I got very tired very quickly because I couldn't keep track of which time was which. And my internal sense of my um, sleep demand is, is off. It's something that's very difficult for me to notice if I'm having sleep pressure or not, if I need to sleep or not, until it becomes so much so that I just fall over standing up wherever I am. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I did not have access to my safe foods in New York, right? So the food that I eat in Colorado that I carefully stock from the grocery store, the same brands are not available in the bodega across the street from my partner's house. I ended up eating bagels basically for five days straight, which was fantastic because they were New York bagels, which are heads and above the Colorado bagels. I might be a carb lover. You can make your own decisions about that. You know, I, I ate some other stuff, but I mostly ate the food I brought with me on the plane, which is not very much. I'm a light traveler and bagels for five days. Despite all of that, I stayed pretty regulated considering that I was out of my element. Again, I am somebody, and I, you know, I do these podcasts and we've got what, 70 of them. You can hear me talking in all of them. We've got all the like Instagram stuff and all the stuff on the Patreon. And so like, you can sort of know me as well as you can from video pretty well by now, if you want to, I'm a relatively regulated person in my own space, in my room, in my house, with my kids and my family and my cats, with the access to the supports I need, I'm pretty stable. When you take, and actually to the point that a lot of people assume I'm more stable than I am, which is, I guess, a compliment, but very off-putting, very off-putting personally. So yeah, I don't have a lot of meltdowns anymore. I'm pretty regulated. I'm much more self-aware than I used to be. I have a lot of tools in my belt for how to make my life run the way I want it to run. I'm still very autistic, (laughs) extremely autistic. So you take me out of my environment and suddenly in New York City, as I said, I'm off schedule. I'm off habit. Um, I'm spending a lot of one-on-one time with my partner, which is fantastic, though I still need downtime. Um, I am out of my normal routines, which throws off all of my subsistence level stuff, my eating, my sleeping, my drinking enough water, right? All that kind of stuff. All of the sensory data in New York is different. And now I lived in Philadelphia for about eight years. So I have some background in living in a city. And luckily, The way I perceive time is such that I can kind of go back to living in a city, Danielle, pretty easily. I was able to handle the traffic noise outside. I was able to handle the sirens. I was able to handle the people yelling outside, right? Those are just normal city noises. And part of my brain that remembers what it's like to live in Philadelphia was like, hey, okay, we know this stuff. It's fine. I struggled with the difference in humidity in the air, right? I struggled with the way the temperature shifted in an apartment building versus the house that I live in. Um, I struggled that a lot of the regulation strategies that I've built up in my own home didn't map perfectly into my partner's home, right? I couldn't pace up and down the halls. It was harder to jump up and down because their teenager was often home and trying to do things and you don't want to be thumping around in somebody else's house, right? That's like being a polite guest means not um, you know, jumping up and down. And I could still stim physically, but a lot of my vocal stimming had to be reduced. And this was not due to my partner or his kid. This was due to like being in an apartment building and wanted to respect other people's space and environments too, right? So a lot of the rather loud 
verbal stimming that I do in my house where no one cares and where my kids are also verbal stimming, I did find myself reducing it in order to kind of conform to the politeness norms of being in an apartment building. It was really interesting to me as someone who at this point in my life kind of sees myself as someone who's pretty regulated to take myself out of that environment that I'm used to and plot myself somewhere else and realize that, no, actually, I'm not that regulated. I've just really set up a huge amount of scaffolding in my own space to support my nervous system and to support my routines and to support you know, me remembering to eat and drink and show up on my coaching calls and sleep when I'm supposed to sleep. And when you take all that scaffolding away, I fall the bitch just like, you know, everybody else does. The pieces that I thought were the most interesting were, first of all, the effect of environment on my own routines and rituals. Again, on my ability to eat, sleep, drink, do all the things. And secondly, the fact that environmental sensory stuff can affect our regulations so much. So the the fact that it's more or less humid, I don't think affects neurotypical people that much, right? On a day-to-day, I'm sure like maybe it affects you, whether your hair is doing what you want it to or not. Um, I don't think it affects anybody's ability to focus except in extreme circumstances or anybody's ability to tell whether they're hungry or thirsty or to tell whether they are tired or not. But small changes in environment can affect an autistic person very, very, very much. And that was really proven to me again by going on this trip. After I was in New York for a while, I traveled down to New Jersey to go to my cousin's wedding. And then I went and stayed with my sisters for two days. They are in a gorgeous suburban sort of setting near the bay. It was very humid. There were lots of bugs, not in the house, but like just in the air because we're by the ocean. And then where they had me set up was in their open floor plan house. The house was very loud, not because of like anything bad, but just because people were living their lives and enjoying them. There were some small children making small kid noises. The house creaked. The dog kept running around, right? It was like very normal, but it was all stuff I'm not used to. I'm so not used to it. I had so many more challenges there than I did even at my partner's house. And in retrospect, I'm glad that I like had some time to get used to East Coast time in a relatively safe space um, of New York City. But then when I went to visit my sister in Delaware, it was so much louder. There was no schedule. Everybody was just doing whatever they wanted, which like woohoo for autonomy. But also I didn't know like where I was supposed to go or what I was supposed to do or who I was supposed to talk to or when I was supposed to give somebody downtime. And if I was hungry, was I supposed to wait for dinner or was I supposed to get myself some food? And if I needed to take a a movement break, where was a place to do that that wouldn't disturb other people? If I needed to take a reading break or like an introvert break, again, how could I do that without other people believing that actually what I wanted was somebody to come talk to me, right? Some of this is communication stuff. And some of this is like politeness norm stuff. But a lot of it was, I am outside of my environment and I am trying to figure out new strategies to get what I need, to get my needs met. And my family is so 
supportive of me. They are fantastic. They are, they do, and they do more than I ever could have asked from them. And they are very open to listening to me and hearing what I need and trying to meet me with that. I could not ask for a better group of people with them. Even with those people, just because of the environment in which we were, it was challenging for me to get my needs met. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I was constantly overwhelmed by the sound, the movement, the visual stimulation. The lighting was different there. The way the house echoed noise, it was so challenging for me to hear what people were saying, to interpret them properly, to figure out if people were talking to me or not. Um, sometimes there were voices from other rooms that sounded like they were right next to me. And sometimes people were right next to me and I couldn't hear them. That's auditory processing disorder. It's also a sensory difference. It's a sensory challenge, right? A lot of other autistic people with or without auditory processing disorder will have similar challenges. If I couldn't see people's mouths, oftentimes I couldn't really figure out what they were saying. Again, all of my routines were off, which meant I didn't have much as much capacity because I was hungry and tired and confused most of the time right? Part of the reason I want to talk about this on the podcast, and I know it's a little rambly and I know it's a little discombobulated because this just happened. Um, and I, But I wanted to get a recording of it while it was still fresh before I've processed it too much and sort of gotten away from the truth of it. Part of the reason I want to talk about this is I am an adult. I am in my late thirties. I am a householder. I have kids. I have a job. I am by all metrics, doing pretty well for myself. Also, at the same time, I went to my sister's house for two days and stood there confused for 75% of it. Not because of anything my sister did or my family did or anything to do with the environment being hostile, but just because an autistic person processes the world differently than a neurotypical person. That's it. That's the only reason. The client I talked to this morning was in a much more challenging situation with their family on this vacation and had expected that all of the challenges that they were perceiving were like cognitive, that like emotional challenges, things that needed to be reframed, people's, you know, long held histories of miscommunications and misunderstandings. And some of that was accurate, but the more we dug, the more we were like, oh, uh, you don't know when to eat. You don't know when to drink. You don't know how to get alone time. You don't know how to indicate to people that you don't actually want to be talked to without being impolite. You're trying to process your emotions and it takes a little longer than average. And then the environmental stimuli is making it take even longer. Like all of your processing is delayed. 
And after talking to them, I realized even more, I think, how much throughout the whole trip, my processing was so delayed. And then I got home on Sunday night. One of my partners drove me back from the airport. And I spent all of Monday and Tuesday wandering around in a fog going, where am I? What's going on? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I slept? Because even though I was back in my normal, natural environment, I had to reset all of my expectations about sensory norms, all of my routines and rituals, make sure that my safe foods were in stock, make sure all my laundry had run so everything would smell the same as it usually does. That's another thing. People underestimate how much the sense of smell and touch affect autistic people. And just being in another location where the sheets smell different and the pillow doesn't have the right amount of firmness and the air is heavy. Those kinds of things, they might sound like we're just being quote unquote picky to a neurotypical person, but those things can affect us so much and so negatively that we are people to whom the world often feels unsafe. And so when we travel, a lot of our safety is in the things that are around us and those things are taken away, right? My room is safe because I have made it safe. If I go somewhere out of my room, it's going to smell different. The air is going to move differently. The temperature is going to be different. Not to mention that it's going to look and sound different, right? When I talk to parents, when I'm parent coaching, especially if the parent is not autistic and the kiddo is, the number one thing parents tell me, I go in there and I'm like, oh, we're going to you know, do all this great education and figure out the communication and do all these amazing things. The number one thing the parent comes out with <laughs> reportedly from, from these folks is that they had not realized how much their child's perceptions of their sensory environment are affecting that child's behavior. And that often parents are expecting too much from their kids, considering how much data they're having to process every second. And as adults, I feel like a lot of us underestimate how much we are processing every second too. Just because we are older and we have more experience doesn't mean we're not still dealing with mammoth amounts of data going into the brain and needing to be pushed out the other end every single second. Taking us out of our routines, removing our scaffolding, changing our sensory environment can have huge consequences for us. This is part of why transitions are hard too, right? This is part of why travel's hard. This is part of why working outside the home can be hard. There's lots of aspects to this. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it today. And also just, again, to counter this narrative that some of you have, I get these emails that are like, how do you do it? How are you so good at everything? And it's like, no, I'm not. I went to a wedding and almost fell over, even in a highly supportive family group with people who are trying to take care of me, I almost fell over because you took me out of my safe zone. I look okay when you see me on the videos, because I'm in my safe zone. It's a lie, friends. It's a lie. I really appreciate you tuning in today. I hope this semi-story rant was helpful to some of you. Please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash neurodiverging. You can throw a couple bucks in the pot, support this podcast, support low-income coaching clients. We would really appreciate it. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at neurodiverging.com. Please like this, share it with friends if helpful. Please remember, we are all in this together.
Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.